Welcome queen to the body love binge with me Victoria. Although we're all unique, honestly I'm no different to you. I'm just a girl who's been through some hard shit, figured out how to thrive and made it her life's mission to help others to do the same. I've beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. My intention for this podcast is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body love and of course juicy, yummy self-love so you can embody the healthiest and happiest version of you. Enjoy the episode my love. Hello my loves, welcome queens to another episode and this episode as you know is called how to lovingly let go of the body you've spent x amount of years chasing. Oh my gosh this is so relevant to me right now even after years of this work because as the time of recording this my Instagram has still been hacked and it's brought up loads of interesting layers that I thought I'd worked through (laughs) but honestly it's quite funny really now I can look at it it there's so many layers to all of this but I would definitely never change anything about my healing journey and I'm still so grateful that I've chosen this path so before I go into this episode again if you're listening to this in the future then it will all be sorted I'm sure but I'm seriously considering just creating a new Instagram account, which is so sad because I've been hacked and I cannot get into my Instagram. They've changed my email, my password, my phone number. And it's really, it feels like I'm banging my head against a brick wall when I'm trying to get help from the actual Instagram, the official Instagram to get me back into my account. Nothing seems to be working. So I'm kind of like seeing this as a sign maybe just to start afresh and the biggest thing that I feel um, because of this hacking is not just the frustration and the anger it's a violation and it's a violation of the trust that I've spent years building up with my page and my followers and creating that safe space for them to come and consume content and I have a lot of conversations with women in my dms as well and I just feel very violated that they've they're just ruining all of what I've worked so hard for. And also some people that don't know me may think that I am the one trying to get them to buy crypto because that's what they're doing on my page. They're like spamming people with posts. Apparently I've earned hundreds of thousands of US dollars, even though I'm in Europe. So it would be the euro, but either way, apparently I've brought a Range Rover. Apparently I'm investing crypto and apparently I'm getting this ridiculous profit from doing so. So Anyway, enough about me and my Instagram, but I may start a new page. And if I do, I'm going to then ask my virtual assistant and myself, we'll do it together, to go through every follower of mine on my current Instagram that is not being run by me because it's being run by a hacker right now. But you can still see from an onlooker looking at my page who I follow. So now I'm going to... um direct message each and every single person which is four and a half thousand followers that's a lot of people and just let them know that my new page is this official page so if if that does happen please look out for um, a dm in your instagram from an account that you might not be following because it most likely will be my new account either way okay 
let's get into it then. So how to lovingly, lovingly let go of the body you've been spending X amount of years chasing. Oh, before I go into it, sorry, I just wanted to describe to you the layers that I was talking about in terms of what this Instagram hacker has brought up. So it brought up the feeling of being um, violated, like I've just shared with you, my trust being violated. But also I feel so helpless. I feel so out of control because there's nothing I can do Well, I'm trying, but nothing seems to be working to get my account back. So I feel like I've lost complete control, which is interesting because I've gave up control around food and body a long time ago, but it's brought up some old thought triggers, some old thought patterns around trying to control and some old body image feelings have been coming up and it's just very interesting and I've loved myself through it and I've taken an outside perspective looking in and I've done a load of journaling and a lot of crying and I'm absolutely fine again now but it was just very interesting to see how the lack of control like manifested in an old story of oh wait well if I can't control this then maybe I'll try and manipulate my body in some way because then I'll feel safe but actually that's not true so definitely now we are going into this episode how to let go of the body you've been spending however many amount of years chasing and I'm talking grieving right it hurts doesn't it you know that moment when you deeply realize that diets don't actually work and the body or the weight that you've been chasing for however many years is simply a fantasy that keeps you on the hamster wheel and even if like me, you've reached and lived in your desired body weight or size, chances are that you're not currently living in the ideal body right now. And why do you think that is? I've listed a few things to what I used to think it would have been for me. Lack of willpower, change of environment and circumstances, Your body is a human animal and therefore not a machine, so it cannot be set at an exact weight or size forever. Whatever you think the reason is, your body is still what it is right now. Even if you hate it with all of your might and curse yourself for letting yourself go, in quotes, it's not going to change anything. In fact, it will just make you feel even worse. And that sucks. And FYI, if you think it's your lack of willpower, then you're wrong, my love. And there's countless episodes and blogs that I've done around why willpower doesn't work. It's not about willpower when it comes to weight loss and changing your body. And my question to you is, have you had enough yet? Have you had enough of chasing that goal weight, that ideal body? Are you enjoying yourself? Is your life expansive, fun, and free? Or is it restricted, restrained, and pressured? Do you want to keep trying? If you genuinely enjoy spending your whole life dieting and then gaining all the weight back plus a little bit more, and then dieting, and then gaining all the weight back and a little bit more, etc., then you keep doing that. And I mean that with love. If you're generally enjoying it, it's unlikely you're listening to this right now anyway. But if you are and you enjoy doing that, keep doing that. But I also invite you to ask yourself, why? 
What are you doing it for? Really go deep with yourself. Just because everyone else around you is seemingly on the wagon or off the wagon, it doesn't mean that you have to live that life too. There is another way. Freedom and self-law, which is of course what I teach, there is another way, there is another life that you can live that is full of freedom, joy, acceptance, love, and relaxation around food and your body. You will have time and energy to do way more than just log your calories in my fitness pal or count points or sins and worry about the cellulite on your legs. In order to live in food freedom and body love, we need to mentally and energetically let go of the body we've been chasing or trying to get back to. I know it can feel safe and like you're in control of your life when you're at least trying to lose weight, but unless you want to restrict your food for the rest of your life and literally diet until you die, you need to realize that all of the chasing is simply a conditioned response in an attempt to feel safe, loved and accepted in the world. And you know what the fucked up thing is? People are treated better if they fit into society's body and beauty ideals. So no wonder we're spending our lives on the hamster wheel, desperately trying to lose weight or tone up or change our natural body shape or whatever it is we're trying to do. But there does come a time though when you realize that all of your efforts are not only not working because diets don't work, they're leaving you exhausted, frustrated and feeling like you're just not good enough and that's when I come in with a loving swoop to catch you and support you on the journey to food freedom and body love. So we're going to talk through, we're going to go through the grieving process together. So the start of our journey begins now together with the grieving of the body or the body weight you've been chasing for fill in the blank number of years. And speaking from personal experience, the emotional pain of grieving that fantasy body and therefore fantasy life because of what is promised to us when we reach the ideal body, it can honestly feel unbearable. It's a grieving process and grief is complicated and we sometimes wonder if the pain will ever end. We go through a variety of emotional experiences such as anger, confusion, and sadness. So hold my hand, my love, we're in this together. Let's go into it. Number one, the stage of grief in terms of body, number one is denial. So the first stage is denial. And what denial does is it helps us to minimize the overwhelming pain of loss. And remember, It's not just our fantasy body weight or size that we're grieving, it's what we've made that fantasy body mean through conditioning. So we're actually grieving what we think will be the loss of love, acceptance, validity, being desired, being liked, having perfect relationships and perfect careers, etc. Even though we can have all of those things in the body we have now but that comes later on in this journey as we process the reality of what we think we are losing when we give up the chase of thinness we are also trying to survive the emotional pain that comes with which we used to fix in quotes 
by planning another diet or going on another diet. Our reality has shifted completely and it can take our minds some time to adjust to this new reality. We romanticize about how amazing our life was when we were thinner, assuming that all of our good feelings and experiences were entirely, purely based on what body size we were. Or, and, we romanticize about how amazing our life could be if only we could just get there and then stay there this time. We might find ourselves wondering how we'll ever be truly happy in our bodies without losing or trying to constantly lose weight. And denial is not only an attempt to pretend that the perceived loss does not exist, we're also trying to absorb and understand what is the cold, hard truth. And so step number two of the grieving process comes anger. It's common to experience anger after realizing that we've been sold a lie and we've spent an immense amount of time, energy, money, and much more in an attempt to lose weight and keep it off. We are trying to adjust to a new reality and we are likely experiencing extreme emotional discomfort, especially when everyone around us is continuing to reinforce our old beliefs with weight loss advertisements and before and after photos. There is a lot to process and so anger may feel like it allows us an emotional outlet. You also might feel very alone during this time and just to let you know you are not alone, we're all in this together. And keep in mind that anger does not require us to be very vulnerable. However, it tends to be more socially acceptable than admitting we are scared. Anger allows us to express emotion with less fear of judgment or rejection. It's okay for us to be scared of our new reality. It's okay and it's normal to feel scared and overwhelmed and uncertain and then jump right back to denial. It's okay for us to be angry at the diet industry and the unrealistic beauty standards and society for creating thin privilege. It's valid and okay and we need to feel it all in order to heal it all. So cream, cream, so cry, scream, You can also eat cream on top of a hot chocolate. That sounds good to me. But seriously, cry, scream, shout, cry some more. It's all okay and actually necessary to express in order to process and then release. So number three is avoidance. When coping with a loss of any kind, it isn't unusual to feel so desperate that we are willing to do almost anything to alleviate or minimize the emotional pain. Letting go of what we think we are losing when we give up dieting, aka a perfect, happy, rainbow and sparkle-filled life with unicorns cleaning your house and every man you've ever desired desiring you back right? It can cause us to consider any way we can to avoid the current pain. There are many ways we may try to avoid emotional pain. And these can be, but not limited to, emotional eating, disconnecting from our bodies entirely, avoiding all mirrors and just refusing to look at ourselves and our bodies, wearing baggy clothes in an an attempt to hide away, shopping, gambling, overworking, 
setting an extreme goal to work toward, whether that's a fitness related goal or a work related goal or a financial related goal, keeping busy and not allowing any time to be alone, mindlessly numbing out in front of the TV. And avoiding how we are really feeling is actually an attempt at self-care because who wants to feel pain, right? It's easy to numb, it's easier, sorry, to numb or avoid pain instead of feeling it. But the reality is doing that will only make things worse in the long run. You've got to feel it to heal it and it's hard, but you're strong enough. So be gentle with yourself as you go through this. And stage number four is depression. During our experience of processing grief, there comes a time when our imaginations calm down and we slowly start to look at the reality of our present situation. Diets don't work. I'm fatter now than I would have been if I had never dieted. My body is what it is. I don't like it. I can't do anything about it. It fucking sucks. Avoiding and distracting no longer feels like an option and we're faced with what is. We start to feel the loss of what we think thinness will bring us more abundantly. As our panic begins to subside, the emotional fog begins to clear and the loss feels more present and unavoidable. In these moments, we tend to pull inward as the sadness grows. We might find ourselves retreating, being less sociable, and reaching out less to others about what we are feeling. And although this is very natural stage of grief, dealing with depression can be extremely isolating. So I encourage you to reach out to a loved one, reach out to me, not on Instagram DMs, in my email or on Facebook or through this podcast, you can also get to me. There's a voice note option. You don't have to do this alone. I understand how you're feeling and so do many other women as well. And stage number five is acceptance. When we come to a place of acceptance, it is not that we no longer feel the pain of loss. However, we are no longer resisting the reality of our situation and we are not struggling to make it something different or trying to because we cannot change it. Sadness and regret can still be present in this phase, but the emotional survival tactics of denial, avoidance and anger are less likely to be present. Acceptance in in basic terms is no longer fighting reality. It's dropping the rope from the tug of war that you're in with yourself and your body and noticing the stillness and surrender that's there. It's metaphorically shrugging your shoulders and being like, it is what it is. It's acceptance of the whole goddamn shit show that diets don't work, that you've been sold a lie your whole life and you have X amount of years of personal evidence to back it all up. Your body is like this right now. There's no changing it. There's no way to avoid the uncomfortable emotions that you're feeling about that fact and there's nowhere to run to. This is how it is. Life on life's terms. Your body on its terms. Ah, Cue deep sigh. You know that not accepting how your body looks is like frowning at the weather and cursing at it with all your might in an attempt to change the rainy day into a summer sun-filled one. You don't like it, God no, but you accept it because my love, what other choice do you have? 
Now, it doesn't end there. These are the stages of grief that I've written down for body, for body grief. But as you go through these stages of grief, you may feel that you'd rather be blindlessly chasing and failing at thinness rather than facing and experiencing this grief. And I get it. I, I really do. But I promise you, it doesn't stay like this it gets easier and better and before long you'll be so glad you didn't go back to your previous false sense of security of the dieting and binging life this place of acceptance after you've gone through the grieving stages it breeds body appreciation self-love and body positivity when you continue showing up for yourself and doing the inner work and going through the process that I teach. And when you're living in food freedom and genuine self-love, you'll look back on your dieting days and you'll be so thankful that you chose the path to freedom and self-love. And hey, you never know, you might even want to teach this to others as I do because this work is life-changing. And I'm so grateful that you're on this journey with me because as I keep saying, we're in this together. The pain that you feel if you're going through these early stages of grief, you're not alone. There are countless other women in the world that are feeling the same way as you. But as I've said, this episode, I understand, can feel a little bit heavy and there may be a lot of sadness but also I hope this brings some quiet, some, what words am I looking for? Some comfort of just surrender of the truth. You know that I love to be truthful with you. You know that on my sales pages, I could, if I wanted to make it all seem like rainbows and butterflies and the end result is, and I say end result, it's always a spectrum, the journey never ends per se, but where I am now, it is a life full of like rainbows and butterflies and all these things, but it's not easy to get here, I'm not going to pretend that it's easy, like most diet people, all you have to do is stick to the diet and then you get this incredible life, this work is hard, but I promise you it is so worth it, because what other choice do you have? One of my favorite sayings, and I say this a lot, so I'm just going to quote it again. There's two choices, right? You either diet until you die, or you heal your relationship with food and your body. Both are hard. Only one is worth it. Because when you get to this place of food freedom and body love and self-love, you have so much more room in your life to feel joy and abundant and to actually strive towards the things you truly want instead of spending your whole freaking life trying to lose weight, maybe being quote successful short term and then having to keep restricting in order to stay that weight and then eventually rebounding and then doing the whole thing all over again. You know, I have been there. I understand what it feels like, which is why I'm teaching this magic and which is why I'm in the position I'm in now. And my favorite thing about what I do is the transformation I see in the women that I help. It's not just the transformation in terms of they no longer binge eat, they no longer hate their bodies, they no longer constantly beating themselves up. 
it's the whole life, the whole life changes because they realize that, wait, I'm actually not happy in this relationship or I am worth so much more than this job. So I'm going to go for this. And it's the big things that they allow themselves to see and go for when they stop wasting their time with dieting and hating their bodies. That is my most favorite thing. So if you do feel called to work with me, I have two ways in that you can work with me. And one way is group coaching, which is a four month container. I am in the private group supporting you. We have monthly coaching calls. There is no time limit for the calls. And I say calls, they're Zoom video sessions. So they're very intimate. You can also just watch them back if you can't make them live. We have bi-weekly private podcast where you get to ask any questions and I answer you directly, specifically to your circumstances. And the biggest thing is you get my online program, The Body Love Binge, forever lifetime access. And this, oh my gosh, I am so in love with this program that I've created. It takes around four months to go through and it is jam-packed, or should I say chock-a-block, because we want to bring the word chocolate into there because it's me, full of audios and videos and worksheets and workbooks and journaling, basically holding your hand through the whole process, the whole journey to food freedom and body love. It's everything you need. And then one-to-one coaching is a second option. And that includes everything what I've just shared because you get the group coaching as well included in that. And then we also have private one-to-one Zoom sessions that can be up to two hours long bi-weekly sessions. So if you feel called to work with me, or if you want any more information, just give me email, direct message me on Facebook, Um, of course, not Instagram right now, or reply with a voice note to this podcast. All right, my loves, that is all for today. Sending you all so much love. And over here in the Netherlands, it's kind of looking more and more like spring every day. And the sun just makes me a little bit happier, even though I shouldn't let something external make me happy. It does help the vitamin D on your skin, all those things. So my invitation to you is to do things that light you up. So if you love the sun, go outside and and drink your cup of tea in the sun for 10 minutes. Go on an extra little walk outside or if it's something else that lights you up that you've not done for a while or you've not given yourself permission to do, such as a yoga session with candles lit then this is your permission slip to go and do that. Because you know what? Life is short. And what are we even living for if it's not to enjoy our lives and be happy and feel the love and receive love and give love? We were not born to diet and hate our bodies. Okay. All right, beauties. Don't forget, I'm here. If you need me, reach out to me anytime and choose self-care over self-control. And I'll see you next time. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.